It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn 1049 AM 1260 and hornfm.com with the Longhorns play and Austin Talks Sports. You think we've gotten too radical with our message? Well, I got news for you. You ain't heard nothing yet. And if you don't know... Put it together for summertime. It is here. Hope you're ready for it. If you're an educator or a student that's going to be off for the summertime, for a lot of us, we just go right back to work on a Tuesday. But get back at it and uh, recap the weekend. Look forward to a busy week. As we said, a lot of conference meetings going on in the SEC, Big 12. ACC had theirs last week. There's a lot of college athletics news and sports news. I think it's going to be coming out in the next uh, you know, couple of weeks, in the next 30 days. We also know we have the NBA Finals set. We have the NHL Stanley Cup Finals set. We're one-third of the way through the Major League Baseball regular season as of this weekend, 54 games in for the Rangers and Astros. We'll have a look there. That's always a key mile marker for me, 54 on the way to 162. Rangers uh, still in first place by three games over the Astros. We'll talk some MLB as well. Also, Buck, Steve Sarkeesian in the all-gas, no-excuses tour, adding three very experienced analysts to his coaching staff, special assistants to the head coach, they are called, and we'll uh, let you know who they are here coming up. Uh, gosh, talk about uh, combined years of experience coaching college or pro football. It's pretty extensive. This was a role Gary Patterson filled last year by himself. This year it looks like they're going to have three different special assistants to the head coach in all three phases, offense, defense, and special teams. Uh, details on that coming up. Absolutely. The more the merrier. Also looking forward, yeah, leave no stone unturned because there are no excuses allowed. Uh, But this year, also we're trying to figure out what DeAndre Hopkins is going to do in the NFL. Maybe Dalvin Cook available in the NFL. Those are two big names to look at. And on the way to the timeout, Ty mentioned the uh, Tom Brady slash Jimmy Garoppolo situation. And that story developed because Jimmy Garoppolo, it was reported and confirmed that he signed a waiver that clears the Raiders of wrongdoing or any issue because they signed him knowing he had to have foot surgery, essentially. And they wanted to, we're not signing you to this contract unless you sign this waiver that lets us off the hook. That you knew this. <laughs> if it doesn't go well and you don't recover, then we can get out of this deal. And uh, Garoppolo was willing to sign it and uh, just to get the bread. From In other him. words, he's not ready yet. Well, he, I, mean, I think will he, he be, thinks uh, he's going to be ready. When right? the time comes, right? Yes, he, he thinks he will be. But, you know, it's a foot. Uh, it's surgically repaired. And he's uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. And he's Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, the Raiders, of course, now were not one of the teams that took a quarterback in the draft, right? They they, uh, they picked Aiden O'Connell. Well, yeah, Purdue. well, late. I mean, they picked the quarterback from Purdue in the fourth round. But they didn't, you know, they were up at the seventh pick and could have taken a, you know, a flyer on Will Levis or, you know, Anthony Richardson was already gone. But mm-hmm. they weren't aggressive going for quarterbacks, so it feels like they think Garoppolo's there. But as Ty put out the conspiracy theories, because Ty is big on those, that maybe Tom Brady... Because remember, look, the, the Miami Dolphins didn't have a first-round pick because they got caught 
tampering with Tom Brady last year when he was under contract with the Buccaneers. And the idea was the Dolphins were going to bring Tom Brady to Miami and he was going to get a piece of the team um, and and be a part owner. And he was going to play for them. And, of course, Sean Payton was also a part of that. And the reason that they got hammered by the league was – you know, both Sean Payton and Tom Brady were under contract with other teams, so they got got punished for that. But it does tell you if you're going to go with with uh, tie on his conspiracy theory that Tom Brady, in his mind, would like to play and be an owner, and be a player owner kind of thing. And now this is kind of coming together in Vegas, where he's buying in with Mark Davis. That this needs to be approved by the owners, and Jimmy Garoppolo may have a foot injury. They don't really have a quarterback beyond that because the Derek Carr is now in New Orleans, so. Could Tom Brady say, you know what, you know what, Al? Or Mark, Mark Davis now. Mark, yeah. And, you know, he knows Josh McDaniel pretty well, the head coach who was with his offensive coordinator in uh, New England forever and a day. Um, so, yeah. You can I don't know. It did just remind me, remind me of Tampa the second time around, that group in, with the Raiders with Tom Brady. I don't know. They got some, they got some players on defense. Max Crosby is an all-pro. You know, and they rusher. drafted Tyree Wilson out of uh, Adams, A&M. Still a top three receiver in my mind. Well, there's no doubt about him, at receiver. But you, your tight end is now gone. You have another tight end? Yeah. Uh, well, no, they don't. They really don't. Uh, but, you know, Gronk could still play. If the owner, what do you, what do you mean? New, what do you mean? He's Gronk coming back Vegas? again? Come Gronk on. in Vegas? If the new owner called him and said, hey, Rob, play some ball? Hey, it's only it's only late May. You know, there's plenty of time to get in good shape if you're Gronk. Let's make one last ride. Oh, one more. One, one more last ride. Down the strip? In Vegas. Down the strip. Heck yeah. Uh, so who knows? Who knows? That's what to look forward to. Somebody else said, well, you have the French Open to look forward to. That's true. <laughs> French Open in tennis. Hey, let's get to the other headlines. Oh, trending topics. It is a jam-packed news desk on a Tuesday morning. Top Gun Equipment Rentals, bring it to you. Yeah, NBA, it's official now. The eighth seed of Miami Heat, not only playing for a trip to the NBA Finals last night, but we're looking to avoid being on the very wrong side of American sports history. They accomplished both missions with missions with a dominant Game 7 performance last night in Boston. They took down a cold-shooting Celtics team, 103-84. They become just the second eighth seed all-time to reach the Finals, and they stopped the Celtics from becoming the first NBA team ever and just the sixth in major American pro sports to win a series after trailing three games to none. Uh, they'll move on now. Game one of the finals is Thursday in Denver. Game one of the NHL Stanley Cup finals will be Saturday in Las Vegas. That's where the Vegas Golden Knights host the Florida Panthers. Vegas rolled past Dallas last night in game six of that series, six to nothing, to close it out. College baseball, road to Omaha, revealed yesterday. The NCAA Selection Committee announced a full field of 64 and sites yesterday, as expected after their 0-2 showing at the Big 12 tournament. Longhorns are traveling this week. Announces the number two seed in the Coral Gables Regional, hosted by the Miami Hurricanes. Hurricanes, one of four ACC teams that are hosting. Eight SEC teams will be hosting. Uh, That's a record. Texas will open up the four-team regional Friday at 1 o'clock, facing Louisiana. The Ragin' Cajuns, who upset Coastal Carolina a couple of times at the Sunbelt Tournament to earn their way in, playing good baseball right now. 10-5 Ten and five in their last fifteen. University of Maine will be the four seed down there in Coral Gables. Texas, one of six Big Twelve squads in the tournament, only one of them hosting. That's Oklahoma State. They're going to host the Stillwater Regional with Dallas Baptist. 
Washington and Oral Roberts rolling in. TCU, the Big 12 tournament champions, they were sent to Fayetteville. They'll be in that Arkansas region with the Razorbacks. Texas Tech is the three seed in Gainesville. Florida Gators hosting. Oklahoma bound for Charlottesville, where Virginia out of the ACC will host. And West Virginia is headed to Lexington in the Kentucky Regional. Outside of the Big 12, Texas A&M was sent west. They're going to Stanford. Palo Alto as the number two seed there. They'll play Cal State Fullerton in their opening game Friday. Texas State not selected. Plenty of day baseball. Memorial Day yesterday. How about uh, Nathan Eovaldi? This guy's on his way to an all-star appearance. He won his sixth straight decision. Blank the eight. The uh, Tigers 5-0. Corey Seager had a three-run homer and drove in four. Astros let one get away in Minute Maid Park yesterday to the Twins. 7-5 in 10 innings. Jose Altuve's seventh inning grand slam gave Houston a 5-4 lead. But the closer, Ryan Presley, allowed a run in the ninth. Couldn't close it. And then Minnesota catcher Ryan Jeffers hit a two-run homer in the tenth inning. Horn Headlines brought to you by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. Come see one of the many reasons your mama loves us this month by getting select Toro and Hustler zero-turn mowers for up to 26% off. TopGun.net will shoot you straight. Yeah, I think we knew that uh, in college baseball, Buck, the, uh, the dominant teams, the best teams were in the SEC. Eight of the 16 hosts will be from the Southeastern Conference. Four from the ACC. Great season by the SEC. So 12 of the 16 out of those two conferences alone, the Big 12 gets one. Sunbelt with Coastal Carolina gets one. They're going to host down there. And it's interesting that we talked to Ty Harrington last hour, and he called 14 games in the Sunbelt tournament and let us know that Louisiana, who the Longhorns will face on Friday, it's a a good thing that they're in, but they had to beat Coastal Carolina twice on the same day to play their way in, essentially. They wouldn't have been in without those two RPI victories. Uh, But... You know, Ty's thought was they're a really good team. They steal a lot of bases, generate a lot of offense, but they also play great defense. But he he was wondering if that uh, pitching they had to overuse their pitching a lot at the Sun Belt tournament to get into the tournament. That if Texas has an advantage, it's that they rested. They didn't have to overpitch anybody. Yeah, they rested all weekend. Uh, so yeah, we'll preview that matchup and the series itself and the weekend, the regional rest of the week. It'll start on Friday. Uh, surprise! I'm not maybe surprised or not surprised, but the Aggies headed to Stanford. A lot of projections had the Longhorns headed to Palo Alto, but they do line up in the same side of the bracket. So if Texas were to win the Coral Gables Regional and A&M were to surprise Stanford, they would meet in a super regional. Mm-hmm. And maybe Craig Way, if he's listening, will tell us where would that be? Because they're both two seed. I think it would go to the higher seeded team because it, you know if you win as a you know obviously if Miami wins they'll host. Right. If Stanford wins a host, but if a lower seeded team wins that regional, where do they go from there? Where do they go from there becomes a question. We know it lines up to the Stanford regional. So if the Longhorns were to win and Stanford win, the Longhorns would go to Palo Alto. But if the Aggies, who played all the way to the championship of the SEC tournament and are playing good baseball right now, yeah, they could meet. I did watch one of their games. They are playing a little better, they are. aren't they? Yeah, they're one of those teams no one wants to play right now, it feels like to me. I mean, in that vaunted SEC, they played all the way to the championship game, won a lot of games uh, there on their way to it, and uh, lost to Vanderbilt there in the in the championship. But uh, – yeah, I mean, it's, it's a good conference. And, of course, the Longhorns and Sooners are headed there. Uh, but let's not forget, the Long- Texas and Oklahoma will still play one more baseball year right. in, the, in the Big 12. It, you know, all of next year's calendar events will be in the SEC. It's the final football so year. So that, that's for all sports? Yeah. One more year for so, everybody? Yeah, Texas in the Big 12 all next year. So all the way to this time next year, Texas is in the Big 12, including baseball uh, and all the spring sports. Uh, and then next summer. They'll join the Southeastern Conference. And so everything they're talking about at the SEC meetings right now pertain to what the conference will look like when they join next year. And that's why the nine-game versus eight-game schedule is being debated hotly right now. Scheduling, how they're going to format the schedule once they decide eight or nine, that's all being hashed out currently. 
in Destin, Florida. Uh, the other big news came from Texas football, Buck. We're inside 100 days. It also should be noted that the Longhorn football players will return to campus this week. They had mo- mostly the month of May off to recharge. and Went home to see Mama. Yeah, do whatever. Hopefully stay out of trouble and stay in good shape. But they, you know, Stark, Stark said they went right from the bowl game to winter workouts to spring to spring football and then the spring time game. Off, yes. Uh, so a month off was deserved. But now it's they're going nine straight months from here. They'll return and go. So, uh, summer workouts will begin, and um, you know then it's on to fall camp. And they'll get a few days off in July, but really it's going to go full bore all the way until training camp begins in August and right into the start of the season with the Rice Owls on September the second. But the big development yesterday. And we knew Coach Sark was going to replace Gary Patterson, right? Gary Patterson was hired last year to be the special assistant to the head coach. And it worked. It worked really good. The dividends on defense were noticeable. Sark has raved about, you know, Gary's work with the team and work with, uh, you know, the defense and just really be really blending in and, and helping and being another set of eyes that have a, have a ton of experience. Well, Sark has now built on that, and they're going with three analysts to join the staff, one in each phase. On offense – uh, coach Sark is expected to announce officially that Paul Christ, the former Wisconsin head coach, is the new hire. Uh, he will serve in a role as analyst and special assistant to the head coach, obviously f- mostly focused on offense. And, um, you know, this guy, Buck, at Wisconsin, 10-win seasons there. You got, you know, the power run game and play action off the power run game. The offensive line is a specialty of his, and we know where Texas is right now. They know they have weapons on the outside. They've got a great quarterback room but they need to continue to improve on that offensive line in that run game to set up the play-action pass and the type of offense that Sark wants to run. Paul Christ with Kyle Flood working together, uh, that's pretty impressive right there. That's yeah, and he's, used to, and he's used to working with pretty good running backs. Wisconsin has had a few. Oh, yeah. Back to back to back to back to back. Yeah, they, back. they, they, they mean, run they just, the ball. They that, run the ball, and they run the ball downhill pretty well. And Paul Christ is a part of that. Sure. Remember Mac Brown. When Mac Brown was still coaching at Texas, he – Considered hiring, tried to hire Paul he did. Christ. He tried to hire him as a position coach, did he not? Well, did you, yeah. Come in DC, and, right? You no, know, offensive coordinator. Oh, or the run coordinator, game coordinator. Yeah, run yeah. Game, yeah. Uh, he wanted to be a more physical power running team. And, and you know, Paul Christ. So like, when Mac was in his change of what he was going to do. Well, Paul's on, Coach Chris is only 57. He, you know, coached at his alma mater at Wisconsin. He had a, they went to a Rose Bowl. He was there from 2015 to 2022. But he was at Pittsburgh before that. And then he was on the staves, offensive staves. At so Wisconsin get around, before that. get around Michigan and Ohio State. Just didn't have the kind of athletes that they had. Well, they had some really good teams. Yeah, they were right there. Now, there were, there were years where they were better than Michigan, but they weren't better than Ohio State. No. Um, but, you know, he was the co-OC and tight ends coach, 05, and then Wisconsin offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach, 06 to 11. So he comes in with so much knowledge where he can help A.J. Milwe with quarterbacks. He can lean in with, with Coach Flood on the offensive line, uh, the running backs, and, and really – you know, and again, it, it, it is as much individual, but it's really when you talk about these analysts, it's it's uh, you know a different set of eyes, different ideas, more than yeah. anything. Yeah, scouting. Hey, what are you seeing from our what our schemes here? What can we improve on from our side of things? And then once you get to the season, self scouting, but also preparing ahead. Uh, so you know, Paul Chris is looking at the upcoming defense and how we can attack them. And you know, so the Longhorn coaches who coach on game day are focused on the, this week's opponent. You know, these analysts can be working few games down the road and so you know when they sit down to game plan on Sunday after a game you know let's go to work and you got a guy like Paul Christ yeah he's been a head coach I mean you got a yeah. guy ready to get the Alabama thing lined up for him ready to go yeah for sure 
right? Come on off of Rice, right? And I'm sure I'm sure Texas will work on Alabama quite a bit in the, in the spring Absolutely. camp, in the summer camp, uh, getting ready for that game. But yes, I mean, it keeps you ahead of the curve and a, and, a, and a set of eyes and a coach you trust. Now, the other big hire, this one is a complete flex. Now, Paul Christ and the defensive analysts they're bringing in are both pretty much lifelong college football coaches. Joe D. Camillus is being brought in to help Jeff Banks in the special teams role and be an analyst there and just generally with the program. Joe D. Camillus, Buck, has been in a special teams coach in the National Football League for 30 years, and most recently with the L.A. Rams where they won a Super Bowl with Matt Stafford and Aaron Donald and the Rams. He was the special teams coordinator 21-22. to He was with Jacksonville before that. He was with the Broncos before that. He goes all the way back to uh, his first job was with Dan Reeves with oh, the yeah. Broncos in 1991. And, Buck, he's only 57, so he's been, a, he's been a lifer, you know, coaching NFL special teams, NFL football, and he will come in as a, as a you know, a special teams assistant, essentially, with Jeff Banks. Yeah, and that helps coach. Jeff Banks to, so he can work with the tight ends a little bit more. Yeah, the, yeah, Jeff Banks also coaches tight ends, and, you know, this is Joe D. Camillus. You want to talk about experience and skins on the wall. Good night. I mean, that's guy. And look, one you know, one of the things about special teams coaches, Buck, and you helped coach special teams when you were coaching running backs because you had returners and return game and that kind of stuff. So you were involved. The special teams coach works with the whole roster, right? Yes. I mean, the you know the offensive coordinator. As many coaches, as they will let you work with. And that's why a guy like John Harbaugh was. We know the, the NFL has taken a, a liking to hiring special teams coaches to be the head coach. Because he deals with all phases, right? The special teams and all all parts of the team. The offensive staff deals with the offense. The defensive staff deals with the defense. Right. The special teams coordinator deals with both sides, and players from both sides of the of the ball. And um, so they be typically are really you know strong leaders. Wasn't gotta, Sean McVay a special teams coordinator in Washington before? Yes, yes. And John Harbaugh was. And it, or, Joe uh, Judge was in New England. Um, was the Eagles head coach? He wasn't. Uh, I mean, some other, I mean, that is something I've noticed a lot recently too. Is I, I mean, is that just because they deal with everybody? Everybody. Is yeah, that, I think that's why. I mean, you're dealing with the whole locker room at that point, essentially, because everybody can be on special teams. Everybody's going to have a role in that, so you deal with that. If you're a defensive guy, you're just dealing with the defensive players, and then your position within the defense. Uh, special teams deals with all. So D. Camillus brings 30 years of that, and uh, a Super Bowl recently that has to be helpful to Je- Jeff Banks, and then the uh, the third hire is one that we're having to dig on a little bit, but uh, he is a defensive special analyst, Payam Sadat, S-A-A-D-A-T, played linebacker at Washington State way back in the early 90s and then jumped into college coaching. He was a linebacker's coach at Santa Monica College, climbed a ladder all over the West Coast, Buck, uh, coaching defense and linebackers specifically. Uh, He had a long run as the co-defensive coordinator at the Air Force Academy. And then of late has been back to the West Coast, uh, coaching at Washington, Central Washington, and others. Uh, so obviously this, or I, I say obviously, it seems obvious that this this guy has ties to Pete Kwiatkowski and maybe Jeff Choate, the Longhorn uh, defensive coordinator and linebackers coach, because they're both, you know, West Coast. Can these guys help recruit? No. Uh-huh. No. Mm-mm. Can they even coach? Like, I remember last year, it was like they couldn't coach players directly on the sideline during games. No, no, can't. But I saw, I definitely saw Gary Patterson coaching players on the sideline during games last year. That's, yeah. He was (laughs) on the sidelines quite a bit. He didn't like the press box idea. Uh, But remember, it was Gary Patterson who was helping to run the morning workouts last year, uh, early morning workouts for Mm -hmm. Texas. And you you wonder if some of this is to be a part of, and I don't even know if they're allowed to be a part of the summer workouts. You know, coaches get a little more hands on than they used to be able to in the summertime now. They get like 20 hours. 
during the summer to meet with the team and coach the team. But typically the, you know, and, and Sark will define these roles, but typically your your summertime is run by your strength and conditioning staff. And they get and your players themselves. Yes. But the coaches are, by new NCAA rules and guidelines, are more allowed to be a sure. part of the summer. And obviously, look, you're going to be, you're going to be, you know, with these guys, you're bringing in, you know, let, let, so let's start this summer with self-scouting. Like, what are you seeing from our schemes on special teams, on offense, on defense? Uh, what, what From specific players, how can we get better? What do we need to be working on with these guys? Not that they don't know, but it's always great to have a, a, another set of eyes, right? You think you know everything, and then, oh, that's a great idea. Oh, we didn't think of that. And Paul Chris brings that in the type of offense that Sark wants to feature. We know Sark wants to be a power run game, play action team with a ton of weapons on the outside, which create individual you know, one-on-one mismatches, and you know, I immediately think of Sark's offenses at Alabama, where they could they had big humans up front at Alabama that they could run the ball like crazy with uh, Najee Harris, and then with Mac Jones or Tua Buck, it was play action, and who are you covering? I mean, how do you cover uh, they, all these this guys? This is just the right timing to have a guy like uh, Coach Chris come in Agreed. because that you know when you when Bijan and Roshan are gone, you're going to have some things that you're going to have to out scheme people with. Yeah. And you're going to have to make it that it's not about making a miss. It's just that's a gaping hole. You don't have a dude that's better than everybody else on the field anymore. Correct. No, you don't. You're right. And so your whole offense has to be better. And, well, and you got to find out if you want is, is Xavier worthy. Do you want that guy being your punt returner anymore? I mean, there's got to be other guys. I, I'm I'm totally away from that deal. He can catch punts. He just can't catch the ball <laughs> from the quarterback. Uh, I'm just saying, I, I mean, your kickoff returns, all that stuff has to be better. And then your punt returns – is that a guy you want back to, or is there another guy that has some capabilities that he has where he's your starting wide receiver? He's a guy that I you, think. I think Killian Robinson is going to be the main special teams guy this year. You think he'll, he's a guy that don't I don't know about him. During, I, don't, I don't know if we saw him return any punts last year, but I, did, I, I still think I him on kickoffs that. for sure. Well, oh, yeah. I mean, the X Man was just so reliable catching the punt because the biggest fear is you, you know, muff yeah, the there punt. There is no doubt. That's the number and, one thing. But, but then that is the point with, with both Paul Christ and, and DeCamillis. I think we can generalize a little bit more on them. You know, Paul Christ is brought in to help Kyle Flood and, and this offensive line. Developed from young group that did okay last year that can become a dominant force in Correct. the run game, which is what Wisconsin always was. And the type of plays that they they look good at doing. And and you know he's coached offensive line, coached tight ends as well. He can help oh, Jeff yeah. Banks there. Uh, and yes, the type of offense Sark wants. And you're right. Without Bijan and Roshan, who make you miss and run through you and you know run over you, uh, Jonathan Brooks is your lead running back, right? I mean, he's mm-hmm. a good player, but it needs to be you know he's he's not as I said and you said not the best player on the field all of a sudden. Uh, best players on the field are on the outside. Best players on the field for Texas offensively are probably yes. a quarterback and then a wide receiver and tight end. I would agree. Left tackle. And left tackle. So build around that, play action pass, and then, you know, where's Isaiah Nair? Where's Xavier Worthy? Where's, you know, JT Sanders? Uh, who's got the matchup we can feature? Because if you build a strong enough running game. That's very interesting, Ty, you say that, as left tackle. How do you how do you make him a, a, a real weapon yeah. in the run game? You got all your money positions filled out. Yeah. You just got to put it all together. Well, and his run blocking Cake needs to improve, right? We know his his pass blocking as a freshman is already elite. Yes. And as we said you with, with Kelvin Banks, he faced four number one draft picks last year and gave up zero sacks to yes. any of them. Four guys who were drafted in the first 30 – you know, 31 picks of the NFL draft. And a kid that works like he works, believe me, yeah, his, think, his think run game will be better. I think I'm much stronger. I mean, oh, yeah. he was an 18-year-old no kid doubt. last year. There's and, no and, doubt. And, and I that. think that's across the board. With And Kyle Flood is a well-regarded and very successful offensive line coach in his own right. But Paul Christ, it can't hurt. <laughs> it cannot oh, no. hurt. Uh, because you're right. If you can run the ball, if this team can run the football, they're going to be 
almost impossible to stop, uh, much like those Alabama teams. Because with Najee Harris and his ability to run the ball, you had to devote extra people to the run game, which creates individual matchups that you just – I mean, at Alabama, you couldn't cover Jerry Judy and Henry Ruggs and Jalen Waddell uh, in single coverages and the tight end included. In this one, you feel like Isaiah Nayer and Xavier Worthy and, uh, you know, Jordan Whittington, Jordan Whittington, A.D. AD Mitchell, oh, yeah. A.D. Mitchell. I mean, these guys give you individual matchups that you're going to win one-on-ones and that you can't double-team. It's the math equation we hear Rod talk about all the time, you know, defensively trying to stop an offense with that many weapons. Uh a more balanced offense, though, uh, with Texas. And there's a Paul Chris there. And then on special teams, you mentioned it. I mean, Joe DiCamillis comes in and, you know, with with a deeper roster, which Texas has of talent, your special teams can not only become, you want them to be good, they can be great. And they can win you games, separate games, where a close game becomes a double-digit lead because you blocked a punter. As you said, you returned a kick. Uh, or you made something happen in the specialty unit. Uh, that completely changes a game, and all of a sudden a close game, which yeah, Lawrence struggled with last year, is not a close game. When you don't have these two guys at running back, changing the field position on punt returns and things sure. like that will be very important. You bet. You bet. All right, so there's uh, the Longhorn football news, and it's going to be uh, more news coming, I would imagine, from the SEC meetings and from the Longhorns just returning to the field. And I'm assuming at some point when we'll hear from Coach Sark on the official hires of these three because it's now been listed. You know, The jobs have been posted you know, behind the scenes for employment, and now – and you know they're going to be added to the to the uh, to the budget buck, <laughs> and they'll be rolling in. And if you can afford it, do it. Uh, no excuses for the Longhorns in twenty and twenty three. And it feels like Steve Sarkeesian has taken on that mindset. Now, let's not allow just hire one a special assistant to the head coach. Let's hire three. Is there a limit on that? No, no, not you can a rule. Afford it. Five more. Uh, as many as you Go. can afford. Now there comes too many cooks in the kitchen at some point, but as much experience as you can bring in. Uh, the better, in my mind. You should put all those guys in a separate room, you know, have their own meet. Like, just don't develop personal relationships with any of these players and just look at it from a pure, like, coaching, I don't I don't care about I and the sky else. don't lie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And schemes and other things can help. All right, we'll come back. When we do, we will pick up that conversation. Plus, uh, the NBA Finals are set. NHL Stanley Cup Finals set. We've got a lot going on on a busy Tuesday on Benny. It's Bucky and Aaron. Back at it Tuesday on B&A. Hope you had a great weekend. Extended weekend. Honored the fall on yesterday on Memorial Day. And a lot of sports conversations coming out of it for sure. Last hour we were talking about uh, summer jobs. Because Bucky's tip for the kids in the no longer the car line. Get a job. Get make a some money. job. Make some coin. Hey, so how about this? You talked about you and I and Ty. All talked about being lifeguards. You were a lifeguard at one point, Ty? I Guarded was lives? No, no, you were not. You, you worked in air conditioning mostly. For the most part, yes. For the most part. I did. You were a lifeguard, too, Buck. I was a lifeguard. Preston Wood Pool I worked steel. at back in the day. Ooh. Steel Mills. How about this? Now, the city of Austin is in a desperate, desperately seeking lifeguards. So much so. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Uh, because uh, we know that the Parks Department, the city, operates 45 public aquatic facilities, including Barton Springs Pool and Deep Eddy Pool and 22 neighborhood pools and splash pads, 11 of them. So they're trying to fill over 500 lifeguard positions. They're offering 20 bucks an hour. Huh? And if you work 
once you get to 200 hours of work for the sun, they'll give you a bonus of 250 bucks. Then, then more from there. So if you're willing to work, they're so going to pay what's you. What's the splash pads? Those little things where the water shoots out? Yeah. I can just sit there and yeah. watch the kids Yeah, run around. Pick them up when they trip and fall. That doesn't sound right when I say when I sit there and watch the kids. Lifeguard training starts at uh, 15 years old. There isn't an age limit. What? Yeah. You can, you're can. you not too old, Buck. You That's got to get recertified. I have to be able to swim, like lift things. What about? Like a kid. What about my gear? I don't get to wear it. You can wear the banana hammock and no, your titties no, you sandals. I think part of the... No, you can't awesome. wear the banana hammock anymore. Yes, you can. No, you got to be able man. to tread water for like 10 minutes. I think that's part of the... Yeah, that that's is part cool. of the certification. Not a problem. You can do treading water for 10 minutes. Can't wear my outfit like I wear down to Del Boca Vista. <laughs> can't wear that outfit where the kids are. Uh, okay, well, good luck. Get to get a job, kids. Uh, you know who's looking for a job currently is uh, DeAndre Hopkins. We'll get you the latest on where he may land here coming up. Cowboy fans are clamoring, as are a number of teams. For Ty, the, if you uh, pay him a million dollars a game, you're only paying him $17 million. Just say, just for regular season, you're only paying him $17 million. A million dollars a game. It still feels like a lot. That's more than they can afford um, if you look at the salary cap. Half of that, give him 500000 a game maybe. Maybe you could pull that off, uh, but he's gonna—he's looking for the same kind of money that these other dudes are making. Well, that's right. At least well, that's OBJ. Well, look, that becomes the question with DeAndre Hopkins. He's played on so many bad teams and with so many bad quarterbacks. I understand the Cardinals too, by the way, eating the twenty-two million to make it a cap hit this year. The the, the Cardinals are mailing in this season. Let's be fair; uh, they're not trying to win. It may end up falling on Colt McCoy, who may end up having to be their starting quarterback this year, and you wouldn't wish that upon anybody. Colt's been through something like that. Odell Beckham Jr. is making twenty mil, close to 15, twenty million. Fifteen guarantee. But listen, so the Cardinals are bailing. They know Kyler Murray's not playing next year. They have a new head coach and a new quarter and a new uh, general manager. They didn't build this roster, so they've got some leverage to try to fix it. So they're going to try to get out from under some big caps numbers. And we know they have two first round draft picks next year that could both be very high, their own and the Texans. So we see where Arizona's going. Um, but so DeAndre Hopkins now free agent, and where does he want to go now? Sports Illustrated reported that the Bills and the Chiefs were the only two teams that were having substantive trade talks. Uh, but the trade talks were going to surround, you know, the them them giving up something compensation, and that the the Cardinals would eat a big chunk of that salary. Yes. So it could be negotiated. You know, the Chiefs and, and the Bills could handle it on their salary cap currently. Two very talented teams with a lot of salary cap uh, tied up already. Uh, but now, according to this report at Sports Illustrated, once the Odell Beckham Jr. contract was signed in Baltimore, that ended that because at that point the market changed. And the, they couldn't afford to do it. So the Bills and the uh, Chiefs essentially pulled out of the, the, the trade talks, which then forced the Cardinals to just say, okay, then we got to release them. We don't have a trade partner. Nobody's interested at that number. Um, so we're going to eat the $22 million and he's on the market. Well, so now the question is, can the Bills and Chiefs be a part of a bidding war? They can if DeAndre Hopkins' demands are, I want to win, and I'm willing to take yes. less and go win and get catch passes from Patrick Mahomes. Or as Ty pointed out, go to the Cowboys or go to the New York Giants, where Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, Darren Waller are looking for a you know some more ammunition in the NFC East, the Eagles. But all those teams are pretty close or near the salary cap right now. They've made their moves. You know, free agency. Are you saying that the Cowboys draft. just don't have the money for him? Depends on how much he wants. I mean, if he wants what Odell Beckham got or more, no, they're not getting him. I wouldn't give him that much so, anyway. So that leads you to teams that have cap space available, which would be the Lions. The Packers, the Texans, the, even the Patriots may have some cash. The Panthers, 
Those are teams that have the most cap space right now. Patriots but, probably up there too. I didn't think about them. Yeah. So, but so, but and if you're so if you're DeAndre Hopkins, do you want to go play for a bad team or a team that could be bad, or do you want to go play for a team that's guaranteed pretty much to be in the playoffs? And you know, Patrick Mahomes or Jalen Hurts or Josh Allen. That's really going to become the scenario. And I and I you know, if he's going to go for the most money, the Cowboys aren't really a bidder. I don't think because they don't have a ton. Uh, and if you or if he's going to go for the most guaranteed place to win, is that Dak Prescott or is that Pat Mahomes or Josh Allen or someone else? So we'll see. The offseason never stops in the National well, I, I just say if the Dallas Cowboys can make themselves better and they can afford a, to do it, yes. I don't think they're, they're as set as everybody thinks on that on offense. I don't either. And another well, offense. That's where Dalvin Cook would be big. Oh, I not, think that's, not receiver, but Dalvin Cook because they've already traded for Brandon Cooks, and they ate his. Look, I mean, when they acquired the when they acquired Stephon Gilmore in a trade from the Colts, and they acquired Brandon Cooks from Houston, they took on a lot of salary cap there uh, because they acquired both of their contracts too, and that's why both teams were willing to trade them. Uh, and and Dallas brought two veterans in, um, but you know, would you rather have Dalvin Cook at running back or DeAndre Hopkins at receiver right now? That becomes I'd rather a question. have Dalvin Cook. And would, and would the running back market be a little more affordable because John Ray Hopkins saw what Odell Beckham just got and says, I need at least that. I know. That's what he's thinking. He needs at sure. least that. Of course he would. At least that. I mean, Odell Beckham didn't even play last year. Um, he's coming off an injury. Uh, so we'll see what DeAndre Hopkins, and then we'll keep an eye on the Dalvin Cook situation as OTAs continue into the offseason now. That is a story to watch. How is DeAndre Hopkins? Hardworking dude? Oh, yeah. Professional? Yeah. He got run out of Houston because he wanted more money. Remember, when Bill O'Brien traded him, it was in the middle of the Jack Easterby, you know, faith-based initiative that they had in the Houston locker room. And Bill O'Brien, you know, I'll defend Bill O'Brien a little bit on this. DeAndre Hopkins was, was our, you know, requesting to be the highest paid receiver in the game. Oh, okay. And Bill O'Brien looked at it and said, well, I've got this highly paid quarterback into Sean Watson. And this was before... The, the the massage parley re, was revealed and all that going on, but they had just invested a huge contract in Deshaun Watson and they had a bad offensive line if you remember. So Bill O'Brien was looking at it saying, well if I'm going to invest somewhere, I'm going to invest in O line. I'm going to because I got to protect this quarterback. There was a the the season where Deshaun got sacked like almost a record setting number of times. So he traded DeAndre Hopkins for David Johnson and like a fourth round pick. Correct. One of the worst trades. Yeah, ever. it was a terrible trade, but. Uh, as I said at the time, they didn't get nearly enough for him, but I understand why we're going to move off a of receiver because we want to. That's when they addressed and went after Laramie Tunsil from the Miami Dolphins. So they gave up too much to get mm-hmm. Laramie Tunsil, and they didn't get enough in the Deshaun Watson trade or the DeAndre Hopkins trade. Point being, though, Bill O'Brien was trying to save money on Hopkins and while rebuilding his offensive line for his quarterback, knowing that you know, we could probably find receivers, but we got to protect our quarterback. You know, we're going to get him killed, and and you know that's the direction we have to go with our resources. So you get that, but at the same time, they didn't get enough in the trade for, for Hopkins, and they they gave up too much to get Laramie Tunsil because they were desperate to acquire a left tackle. And so they gave up two first-round picks and that you know all that they gave up to get Tunsil to Houston. Uh, and that's the end of Bill O'Brien. We know that that storyline is over. But you know that was part of it. But as, well, far, as, hard-working, but as far as his hard-working, no. He was a you know, in the faith-based idea. He had too many baby mamas hanging around, apparently. I don't know. Uh-huh. But at the same time, no one's ever questioned his work ethic. He's a teammate if there ever was one. Remember, DeAndre Hopkins had a one-day holdout one time in Houston, and he could have held out longer, but said, you know what, I need to be with my team. I want to be at practice. Uh, I don't feel right about the holdout. And he, you know, he went back to practice. 
And that's never been a complaint of DeAndre Hopkins, that uh, he works hard. I mean, and he's 31. And that's why I just wonder, does he want to win? Because if he goes to Kansas City, Buck, to go with Travis Kelsey and Mahomes oh, yeah. and all they got, look out. Obviously, he goes to Buffalo where they already have, you know, uh, Stephon Diggs and um, Gabriel Davis. That's the place I think he'll fit they, in pretty They well drafted Dalton group. Kincaid and, you know, their Bills are trying to add pieces to, to chase Buffalo, I mean, chase the, the Chiefs. Um, so we'll see. And DeAndre Hopkins has to decide, is it the most guaranteed money or the place he most likely can win a Super Bowl or try to get to a Super Bowl? And now he's a free agent and has his choice, so it may take a little bit. Cowboys trying to dump off Zeke Elliott to Minnesota. No thanks. We're going to pass there. Somebody said, tell Bucky to get his ass out there at the pool. He gets off of work at 10 a.m. every morning. Come on, man. <laughs> I would rather drown. I know lifeguards getting up at 3.30. So I would rather drown than have Bucky's banana hammock anywhere near me. <laughs> Come on. You don't do it that way anymore. There's no more mouth-to-mouth. Yeah. We don't do the mouth-to-mouth thing anymore. You can. Sure? You can. Well. You don't have to. you got to do the compressions, though. Compressions deal. I'm wondering, I'm wondering if a drowning do you have to go mouth-to-mouth, though. So those are the things we need to know when we're Plug out in the, the parking nose. lot doing learning these things it's this air summer. Conditioning, air conditioning. It says, has anyone picked up Zeke yet? The reports are that the Minnesota Vikings are interested in Zeke Elliott when they move on from Dalvin Cook, whenever that happens. Because I haven't seen that That's become a myth, official though. yet. That's a myth. And your Minnesota Vikings would end up with Zeke. No. Oh, God, no. As a, as a player coach. No, you can leave him with the Cowboys player as a player coach? coach. Why can't he be a player coach with the Cowboys? What you, it's like Jerry doesn't like to go very far for his coaches. He just likes he can walk oh, down I, the hall. I still think he's coming home. Uh, we'll see. But he's it's all yet home. to be determined here in the coming weeks and into OTAs and training camp, of course, in mid-July. We'll be back. Load up a Monday. Oh, feels like a Monday. But yeah. it's in a back at it Tuesday blitz. Didn't get one yesterday. Let's do a double dipper today. 447-3776. What say you next? Where you get that from? Did someone tell you that? Did someone tell you that? Because I ain't for no games, okay? Salacious gossip brought to you by the Icy Cold Bud Light. So, a great Memorial Day weekend. Enjoying a few being smart about it, safe and smart, with the official domestic beer partner of the Texas Longhorns, the Texas Exes, and the Deck Texas OU game. Uh, salacious gossip ahead of your blitz. Load that up, 447-3776 on a Tuesday. I, I will mention this, and then we'll get more into it coming up. But, Buck, do you know that you have you ever heard of the Cooper's Hill Cheese Rolling and Wake? I've seen it before. Cooper's Hill Cheese Rolling and Rake Wake. So this is a, it's in England, and people race down a very steep 200-yard long hill chasing a wheel of cheese. double Gloucester cheese. Right. Happened yesterday. Did they do it? They did it yesterday. Yeah, it's a yearly deal. And hard to watch, and we'll get into this coming up, but a lady won it despite being knocked unconscious. She was reaching the goal line or the finish line of the 200-yard-long hill, so two football fields almost straight down. It's, yeah, it's straight down. It's she like fell and tumbled like a beer keg, knocked herself out, but she rolled across the finish line, and when she woke up in a medical tent, was declared the winner. And so when we come back after the break, I want to ask you or Ty. You are a winner, loser. <laughs> you are a winner, loser. Yeah. Like, would you do this or do the running of the bulls in there Pamplona? There it is. There it is. Look. Yeah, I don't. I can't. I can't watch it. People are breaking ankles. Oh yeah. People are falling on their head, slamming each other's slamming face. into each other. It is the most ridiculous adrenaline rush idea. 
I mean, we'll get into some of the dumber things, and I need to ask Ty. Don't don't weigh in on this yet, Ty. I need to know if you would do this. Chasing a roll of cheese. Don't say it yet. Okay. Hey, also in Salacious Gossip, you know that the uh, the discography, the songs of Queen, the band Queen. Yes, sir. The remaining members, not uh, Freddie Mercury's past, of course, but they're all still going. They're going to be playing out at the F1 race this fall, right? Yep. Well, sources, uh, according to sources, that uh, there's discussions going on to acquire Queen's catalog. The Disney's, Disney Music Group bought the catalog for $10 million back, in, I believe, in 1990. There are reports that Disney Music Group could sell the catalog this summer in a deal that could surpass $1 billion. $1 billion for the songs of Queen. Disney Music Group says in a leverage play, <laughs> we have no intention of selling the catalog, but I could close in a month. So there you go. A billion dollars. Wow. But you know that uh, thanks in part to the, the Oscar award-winning film of 2018, Bohemian Rhapsody, the song, of course, I mean, it's been streamed hundreds of millions of times. I mean, the music has never been more popular. Right. So that's why it's so valuable. And people are taking that movie and discovering and rediscovering all the old hits of Queen. So, yeah, a billion dollars. That's a pretty good investment. Ten million for a billion. that move that Michael Jackson did with the Beatles. Pretty smart. Pretty smart. Especially when those songs become popular again. Or never don't become popular. Speaking of songs, Buck, there's a poll going on on uh, one of the social media outlets of what the best... Um, karaoke song is. Do you have a go-to karaoke song? Is there one? Don't go chasing waterfalls. Oh, don't go. I like that. Like we are the Millers. We are the Millers. Ty, do you have a go-to? I like to sing the stars from Les Mis. Because you were in the choir. That's right. The choir. I was like, ah, local choir. Anything by Creed. There you go. Creed. Now you're talking. Now you're talking real music. Okay. Well, according to this, Dancing Queen. Hello by Adele, Bohemian Rhapsody, of course, Toto's Africa, all favorites, and uh, recent vintage, Since You've Been Gone, Kelly Clarkson. Mine would be something by Meatloaf. <laughs> I'd like that. The late Just a Meatloaf. Friend by Biz Markie is a good one. Ooh, you say you're just a friend. Yeah. All right, let's get to the Blitz. The Bucky and E Blitz. The Morning Blitz brought to you by Apple Leasing, where you only have to pay for the new half of the car or truck. The half under factory warranty in any make, any model. Click AppleLeasing.com and see how easy it is. Here we go. First Blitzer, you're up. Hey, I get up extra early in the morning and kick that rooster in the ass and tell him, get them bitches up. It's time to talk football. We are talking football. We, we are, are big dog. Next Blitzer, you're up. Good stuff. Coach Dice, uh... By the way, I finished second in that cheese roll. <laughs> and remember, when you go in, when you go in to interview for that job, the three phases of the game are offense, defense, and special teams. And remember, Bucky, remember. Coaches, play, play, coaches, coach. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Coach Tice. Next blitzer, you're up. Due to the ultimate demise of the Dallas Stars in that total wipeout of game six, I'm offering my condolences to Camilla McKay, and I will help her take that Dallas jersey off and put a Texas jersey on and send her to Coral Gables, and she can make love to any <clears throat> blitzer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Next blitzer, you're up. 
three-day weekend was not long enough. Let's make it a five-day weekend start next year. Make it a five-day five? weekend. It's just not long enough. No, of course it's not. Next, Blitzer, you're up. Celtics lose game seven at home. Bruins lose game seven at home. Just want to say one thing. Boston sucks. There you Boston go. Sucks. There you go. Celtics uh, had a chance to make history, but couldn't do it. well last night. No. Next, Blitzer, you're up. This is Dr. Orange Cocky. I chase a roll of cheese. <laughs> chase a roll of cheese. Next, Blitzer, you're up. Yeah, boys. Better put some respect on them Taylor Ducks. Taylor Ducks. Taylor Ducks baseball. Yeah, we'll get our flex update coming up out of the uh, weekend of baseball and softball. Next, Blitzer, you're up. History lesson for all you youngins, Hebrew and non-Hebrew. Adam had Eve, Samson had Delilah, and Heil Hitler had Barbarossa. 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 a Hitler call on the Blitz now? What are we doing? Next, Blitzer, you're up. Hey, Bucky, you know, with it being summertime, my son is looking for a job, and I was wondering if you, uh, you can give him a job if he can help you cover the WNBA. How much are you willing to pay? Oh, the WNBA. 